Today I want to talk about you have a sixth sense. And this sixth sense is something you have to develop. Some are not just born with an amazing ability and others are not. We have to develop this sixth sense. Why do I call it a sixth sense? Because when it comes to uh, the five senses, you know, you can see, you can hear, you can smell, uh, you can feel. And when you go through all five, they are continually being gathered by the five senses. All of our sciences are based on these five senses. And they are gathering data, incredible amounts of data. Smells can bring a memory back from 40 years ago. A sound can make you very aware of something that's dangerous or comforting and wonderful. And so our brain is recording from these five senses amazing amounts of data. Now, our problem is interpreting all of that. Our problem is, uh, you know, what uh, what conclusions to come to. Now, the Bible says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And so our mind can focus and develop every possible way of failure that is ahead of us. And you can just stay focused on that in marriage and in family. Uh, you can daydream about it. The more you focus and get your brain to gather all the data and all the things that could go wrong. I'm not saying there's not that's not a wrong thing to look at to a certain degree, but people often live in that. And then there are those who can focus their mind on developing incredible ways of success, incredible ways of escape out of the box thinking. And so if you do not have your brain and your mind, let's say your mind, I'll call it your mind, trained in the proper way, you are you can have a horrible life and you can think you're so right. Now, the Bible's very clear that your mind must be trained to submit to the truth of God which he has given some of that in God's word, all that you will need. It's not all there, but it is says that everything you need on this planet to succeed and to win is in his word. And so we need to know how God thinks, his principles, uh, his commands to us as this is the way my son, my daughter to live. And, and then we also need to understand um, how to submit to Holy Spirit. So as I dive into this today, I want to show you some things and teach you how to develop this ability to have a sixth sense. And you can't um, see, taste, or smell how you got this answer, but you can, in an amazing way, guide your life. Now, I want to show you a couple scriptures first. Let's get founded on a scripture, and then let me show you how, in the midst of all this chaos, all of the fear that is being trumpeted from the news, from governments, from health care, and so if you move into a spirit of fear, then you will never be able under that spirit of fear to be able to find incredible direction from God because he warns us continually, do not be afraid, fear not. Don't let a spirit of fear in because it messes up your ability to sense and to know the correct directions to move in, the decisions to make. And uh, so, Holy Spirit. Now, when we give our lives to Christ, Holy Spirit comes in. And he guides us 
into every decision the truth, the proper decision to make in every situation, in your, in your decisions, in your marriage, how to handle certain seasons with raising your kids, knowing what to do, who they can go home with for the night, which is a big deal to moms and dads, and it's crucial. Um, and not just some truth, but the whole truth, and then the decisions that we make from that truth. Now, there's two kinds of truth that we've talked about. There is spiritual truth, which is all the principles that are accurately looking at life. I mean, the mental realm, the emotional realm, the physical realm, uh, the spiritual realm, the different dimensions, everything God has created that we don't know everything about because we are fearfully and wonderfully made and we've been placed into a surroundings that are fearfully and wonderfully made. A scientist friend of mine who's just brilliant in three different categories, he says that he is sure about at least seven different dimensions. Now, I don't know how to wrap my brain around that, but all I know is God hasn't showed us everything, but he's given us enough to live our lives in a way that we can make right decisions and we can succeed and rise up. Now, I have noticed that deep down inside, because the Bible has teaches us that the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Let me say it in a modern way. The spirit of man is the flashlight of the Lord. A candle was something you would hold in front of you when you walked in the dark way back then. So your spirit is the candle of the Lord. Then it says in Psalms, searching all the inward parts of your belly. This changed my life when I understood this, that to get direction from God, do not trust my mind. Trust my mind to gather information. Trust my mind to find um, solutions through the five senses. Trust my mind to find problems through the five senses. But then when it comes to the making of decisions, I needed to begin to sense from my belly now, I know a lot of businessmen and women who tell me the, the way they got to the incredible success and influence uh, with their company across nations, where they influence so much in countries, etc., they said, I never go against my gut. I'll speak with really successful people in other areas, and they will often come around to saying things like this, you know, I didn't feel good about that person, so I couldn't make a deal with them. I just didn't feel good about this course of action. I can't put my fingers on why, but I've learned to never go against. And then they say things like, how I feel, my gut. Now, the Bible calls that your inner witness. It calls that this, uh, this sensing. Now, you might call it an intuitiveness. You might call it an inner voice. Uh, there's so many words that people use today. Now, every person on the planet, even without Christ, is fearfully and wonderfully made. In other words, you were designed by God for your brain to have five senses that feed it. And then your spirit man, where Holy Spirit is in, also has this conscience, this intuitiveness. And even those who have not accepted Christ and become born again, they have a spirit. 
and so their spirit just needs Christ in it so that they can be righteous or have that righteousness of God in Christ inside of you, which totally transforms your head, your emotions, your identity, and gives you the kind of life in every area you can dream about. But even for those who don't, I have met people in our world who they have a very good ability to analyze everything and then back off and just see how they feel about it. And man, some of them are good. Like your brain is recording data far beyond anything that you use. We only use a small percentage of all the recording. Your Everything you smell is being recorded. Everything you see is being recorded. Everything that you hear is being recorded. Everything you taste is being recorded. I mean, everything that you um, that touch is being recorded. All five senses are being recorded on the inside of you. And now, you just don't have an ability in most cases to make sense out of all of that except in a very small area. Now, as you develop, you can kind of step back from your five senses and ponder, meditate, um, just kind of think. You'll find that you could begin to make sense. It's kind of like there are thousands, tens of thousands of books that come out every year, and you can waste your time your whole life reading, 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 reading. But there are certain ones that'll transform your life, transform your marriage, transform your parenting, transform your health, transform how you see God. Uh, and, th- and so, but which ones are they? You've got to have this ability to strategically analyze all that data. And herein lies the problem for most people, and that is for all of us, that there is just so much information that's coming to us and so much more that you can learn. But Holy Spirit, he'll guide you when you are born again. He will guide you into the truth that you need to know first and second and third. He will make you aware of things so that you can grow and develop. And he'll also make you aware of things you could never develop. There are times when I'm about to make a decision that he will show me something or make me aware of something that I could never know through these five feeds that are being, that are streaming into me and into this brain. That outside of that, Um, Something you could never know from your five senses, all of a sudden, there's a knowing there. And that sixth sense is Holy Spirit in our spirits. Now, for those who don't know Christ, that sixth sense is their human spirit. And that deep, deep inner uh, man sensing and knowing things. And again, I'm going to say to those, when you get born again, something tremendous takes place because you can now begin to put in the correct uh, system. You see, you have been designed to succeed in every area of life, but you've been programmed to fail. This world programs people to fail. Um, And so Murphy's Law and all these negative things and just play it safe and, and all the rest. But we've got to understand that within you and I, when Holy Spirit is there, he'll help us. And so we've got to learn to follow him. In John 16, 12, it says, I still, this is Jesus talking, have many more things to say to you, but they are too much for you. Um, one of the translations of the Bible says, You'll, you can't absorb them right now. I love that word because it makes a lot of sense to me. 
When my kids were small, there was things I wouldn't even think about teaching my three-year-old. They could never absorb it or hold it. When you look at even at 13 and 14, there was things that I wouldn't talk to them about because they couldn't absorb it. And so Jesus is just saying to the disciples that individually, when you need to know things and when you're ready for things, Holy Spirit begins to reveal. Verse 13 says, but when the Spirit of truth comes, okay, when Jesus died and arose from the dead, and then he spent a few weeks here walking the planet, and then he arose, then the day of Pentecost came from that day and on. Holy Spirit was on the inside of us. And something tremendous took place right there. Because he says, when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you and lead you into all truth, spiritual truth and pertinent truth. There are things right now that are pertinent that you need to know, or if you don't need to know, but you need guidance through. We need guidance for believers through our health care right now. We need guidance from God right now through COVID and how it affects business and family and home. God will guide each of us individually. There's so many decisions to make. People never dreamt they would have had to have made just a year ago. You know, the world thinks they can predict the future. You know, governments think they can predict the future. They'll say things so confidently as they know what has to be done and what we have to do. They haven't got a clue. You know, they, they have a very limited knowledge. But they know they have to project confidence because if you don't, people won't follow. And so it's crucial. But then along came um, COVID and, you know, when, when everyone thought they knew where it was going and it changed everything. It changed business. It changed healthcare. It changed how we live, our marriages, how we travel, everything. No one predicted that. And so the future, the Bible has a word. It says, and suddenly, you'll hear it quite often, and suddenly this happened. We need to know that God knows the suddenlies in the future and will help you and I prepare for them. And even the decisions that we make that might not make sense to our memory and our conscious looking at the now, he knows the future. And so the spirit of truth will guide you in pertinent truth. That's every area, every area of your life, your health, every decision that you make medically, financially, maritally, raising kids in the church of Jesus Christ. We, the church, are the only hope of this world to continue to reach out. So we've got it. Now, in John 16, uh, 13 in the Amplified, it talks about the spirit of truth guiding us. And I love that. It says in verse 14 in the Amplified that he will honor and glorify Jesus. Whenever you hear wisdom and you wonder, is this the right way to go? You have to ask yourself, is it honoring and glorifying Jesus? In other words, what we were made in the likeness and image of God. Him dying on the cross for us to release all of the promises and to succeed. And the Bible says this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. And so, and then it says he'll declare it. He'll disclose it. He'll transmit it to you. I love all three words because these three words, they, they just come out of the Greek in, the, in there. And it just says that Holy Spirit is going to declare it. There's just things that once I read it, it's just declared to me. And I kind of go, man. Other times, there's this disclosing of it. It's like a door opens up. 
and I just see deeper, and Holy Spirit guides me, and I go, oh, and I'm never the same once he opens a door of understanding. And then there's transmitting it. There is just so many times I'll be in the middle of stuff, laughing, loving life, and all of a sudden I can just feel something trying to be transmitted deep inside of me. It's trying to come up into my mind, and I know I've got to find a quiet time, go for a cup of coffee, step aside from the crowd, and I'll just kind of go, Holy Spirit, what is it? Sometimes he'll warn me, sometimes he'll show me what to do, sometimes he cautions me for decisions I'm making in the midst of feeling good and just making decisions. Holy Spirit is always transmitting, he's always disclosing, he's always declaring stuff to you and I. And so I want to encourage you today that this is crucial, that we are learning today. You know, as I look at all of the different organizations that we as a ministry have, from our television stations to our school campuses to our church campuses to the languages around the world, that God has given us an ability to go in and speak and to teach. All of these things bring a complexity uh, to what's going on right now. And so we train and grow in leadership. We train and grow in the Word. And then we learn to fellowship with Holy Spirit. Now, in 1 Corinthians 10.20, and I want to give you a verse, not to scare you because I'm not scared by it, but to give you an awareness. It says, But I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice... Now, you could put in there, the Gentiles are those who did not know God back then. And he said, the things that they sacrifice, how they live their lives, what they put first as a priority, what they worship, or what is the most important to them. It says that if it's not Christ, they are living and sacrificing to devils and not to God. And I would not that you should have fellowship with devils. What a crazy-seeming verse. There is a spirit world, and there are entities, personalities in that spirit world. We know the triune God is in the spirit world. We know that there are angels and different kinds of angels. We know that there are fallen spirits that are very against us, and the Bible makes us very aware that you know, they're saying that there are seven dimensions. Now, the Bible we know teaches of two, and you might be able to find different places that you know, look at more, but in these two dimensions, life is going on simultaneously at the same time. And so the, the spirit dimension, which is what the Bible calls it, or that uh, dimension, has uh, an incredible impact. And so it's saying that you can fellowship with Holy Spirit, which is a very positive spirit. But you can also unknowingly fellowship with devils or fellowship with such a negative um uh, area where money's more important, your authority is more important. It's amazing to me, to me today as I watch leaders. You know, when leaders are put into a leadership position, I know because across our organizations, we raise up people, train them in leadership, the skills of leadership, and the attitudes of leadership. And I can teach people the skills of leadership, but I cannot get them to change their attitude of leadership. And so the Word teaches us very clearly all of this in Philippians 2, chapter 1, that we are to fellowship with Holy Spirit, and that we are to have love. When you fellowship with Holy Spirit, it brings joy. It brings love. There's no selfish ambition, these first five verses say, and your attitude is the same 
as that of Christ Jesus. Loving people, a humility to raise others up. But I've noticed that when people get into leadership who are not ready for it, what becomes more important to them is do people obey them? Do people do what they say? Uh, Do people submit to them? And they make that their priority uh, so that, you know, we talk about five levels of leadership in our leadership training uh, as we teach here at Springs. And the first level is positional leadership. I'm the boss. Listen to me. Do what I say. And if you don't, I get angry. I begin to use my power to manipulate, begin to use my power to bring fear, to bring harshness. But the second level of leadership, which is just a thousand times more effective, is influential leadership, where you lead in a way that is caring and loving. It is even more brilliant because you want to raise up the people around you to understand, give them the information they need. And so that attitude of leadership here is being talked about in Philippians 2, 1 to 5. And so we need to make sure that as we rise up in all the different areas, whether it's education, whether it's in business, in our family, in the arts, entertainment, um, governments, education, just in the areas that are crucial for all of us to rise up with our giftings, we must never let go of this attitude that was the same as Christ Jesus. And we can have the mind of Christ, his emotions, his attitudes, and care about people so much. Now, that doesn't make you a pushover. That doesn't make you... um, Somebody that people are going to walk over because, no, to love someone is to value them. And so, as I love my kids, my family, the things God's entrusted to me, I'm not going to let them be destroyed. I'm not going to do things that are wrong. But the strength of leadership, okay, first starts with an attitude of valuing those you lead. The Bible calls that love valuing those. And the very thing that you are leading over, whether it is an organization, whether it's a church, whether it's a business, a province, a country, you know, to value why you're there. And so you were designed to succeed, but we've been programmed for failure. And so I really want to encourage you that this intuitiveness is crucial. This sensing of learning to just Listen to Holy Spirit. And as he ignites your darkness, the Bible says that things you don't know, that when Holy Spirit comes in, he ignites your darkness. His flashlight shows you the path and the steps when there doesn't seem to be a way to go and you're afraid and you're trembling. Stop that. Turn that off. Don't listen. You know, I'm going to say something. I don't believe people. No one. I don't believe anybody when they first tell me something. Why? Because that's wisdom. To just believe someone that says something, the Bible does not say that's wisdom. It says to hear what the first information, look for alternative information. It's in the counsel of many that we find wisdom. And so I want to know those who are all for this, but then I want to know what's the developed knowledge against it. And I want to hear it. And then it says, most people will always believe the first most predominant thing they hear uh, until they hear other information, which is why the Bible teaches us that truth isn't just a part of the truth. We want the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So Holy Spirit will guide us 
in these areas. And because you have the spirit of truth, you will recognize truth. When someone is speaking, you don't know why. You go, hmm, I don't agree with that. Well, why? I don't know why. I just don't sense truth or I don't sense the whole truth here. Well, everybody's saying, I don't care what everybody says. I don't care what everybody thinks. I don't care what everybody does. In the Bible, it shows us that the crowd is never, and let's just say for sake of argument, rarely, but never or rarely right. It's those who listen to the Word of God and the Spirit of God because the crowd will always do what is good for them, good for their pleasures, to get them out of pain, out of things they don't like. They just follow what is the easy path, what is good for them. And brilliant people, they like being rebuked. In other words, they like hearing people that disagree with them. I love to hear alternative ideas, and we need to as well, and wise leaders should as well. And so I'm talking about fellowshipping with Holy Spirit, but the other thing that we haven't had time to really develop much, but I'll just say it, is that because you've been literally uh, designed to succeed, but programmed for failure, the Bible says that if you will take the Word of God in Psalms 119, 97 to 104, it says He'll make you wiser than your enemies, wiser than anything that comes against you, in other words, and that you'll have more discernment than the people that are teaching you in this world. You'll comprehend more as a youth than the people who are older than you and even training you. Because God's word in Psalms 100, uh, the verse 103 says, his words are sweet to my taste. When you begin to realize that to begin to download into you, you've been designed to succeed, get the right download in there. And then it says in 105, the word of God will be a lamp for my steps and it lights the path before me. I want to encourage you today to make sure that the way that you think about yourself, about the world, about God, all of your concepts, um, all of your principles for life must, your mind must be renewed by the Word of God, which is the way God thinks, okay? And then you must make sure that it drops so deep into your heart and the heart is where it gets planted. And all of a sudden, you just expect and you know. And you become this incredible person. You're made in the likeness and the image of God. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And literally, you'll know things others can't know. Because this fearfully, wonderfully made person, you, is going through some very simple but profound steps change your programming that your parents, grandparents, teachers, and that life has put in you and renew your mind with the Word of God. Just meditate on His way so that His Word becomes sweeter than honey on your, on your tongue. And then fellowship with Holy Spirit. Each day, just talk with Him. Listen to Him. Just learn to step back from the craziness of your five senses, just gathering all the data they can. Just stop, back up, and just say, Holy Spirit, guide me. And listen to the inner witness. Now, as you practice that every day, you can get so good at it that you can never fail. Oh, Leon, you can't say never fail. The Bible says Samuel from the old covenant, not one of his words that he spoke ever hit the ground. When God was with them, incredible success was there. Make sure you understand you've already been given a sixth sense. It has to do with what you believe and the Word of God that is in you to use to its greatest ability. 
and then it has to do with you learning to listen to God, fellowshipping with him every day so that you become this phenomenon. You literally begin to see and know things that others don't know, that others can't until they develop the sixth sense that they already have. Get to know Holy Spirit and begin to download God's word through reading, getting into a life-giving church, listening to the teachers that he has anointed. There's lots that aren't anointed and they're not teaching accurate, but you can know, you can sense, because inside of you, you'll know truth and it'll always bring joy and wisdom to your life.